Welcome to Marvel Cinematic University, the podcast where we cover all things in the Marvel, Marvel Cinematic Universe, and quite recently started up a Patreon, where we actually get to do some deeper dives into Marvel Cinematic stuff and the things that we love on the side. If you are a fan of the show or a fan of just us in general, you gotta come and check it out, and we appreciate all the support. And to everyone who has contributed already, love you all love everything that's been going on we're going to keep it going but we actually have a reason to go on the main because we have ourselves some new mcu content we have a new series it's loki and to start this off start the series off we have our core three starting off with super producer jake christie how are you doing jake i'm doing well it's exciting to have a new piece of content to talk about and especially when it's as good as this is this is Oh, most definitely. And of course, Anthony Canton III. Anthony, how are you? I'm good. It's a pleasure to be here tonight. I am really, really excited to talk about this. I think we've all been. And in order to really kick this off properly, we got ourselves two special, special guests, friends of the show. I'm going to start off with, he helped me write out his intro right now. <laughs> he is a contributor to multi Murphy's Multiverse. He is the creator of TOJ's Draft Season and a hater of all Starks, from Tony to Ned. His name is Dalvin Bolton. Uh, Osorio, how are you, Dalvin? <laughs> oh, I love you, man. It's good to be back with you guys. Welcome back. We're happy to have you here. And longtime friend of the show, she is an artist. She is an activist. Down with the patriarchy, but viva los daddies. It's Shivani. How are you doing, Shiv? <laughs> that was amazing. Um, I'm so excited to be here again. Um, as always, love talking with you guys. Really excited to do this. So, yes, we do have a new series. It's Loki. I actually do want to start this off just to set us up. Um, we've talked about it on multiple episodes before, but for those of us who are catching up with us here, I just kind of want to hear where everyone was with Loki going into this series. So I'm going to start off with Shiv. The character of Loki, how did you feel about him and how did it affect maybe your excitement for the show or maybe something changed over the time as it was getting previewed? So like for me, Loki is like the most fleshed out villain in the MCU, right? Because we see him so many different times. Um, so we've seen all these different sides and we've mainly seen him as this gray character who, who's like, both bad but both good and you never really know how you feel about him unless until like the end of whatever you're watching he, with his with him in it and so it's interesting to see a whole new side of him or new depth to him because you think you've already seen it all right so that's where I'm standing I'm like excited to see what new uh sides of Loki that we can see totally totally AC you know, it's funny because I was thinking of when this show was announced back in 2019. And I remember our conversations at the time being like, eh, do we really? really know if we want this? Is this a thing? Again? That I we thought really, we killed yeah, him. It's like, we going back to this one more time. But then when you figure out the mm -hmm. reasons uh, and the storyline behind it and what it ultimately means, not only to uh, kind of like a, not a, a soft reset for the character, but also right. just the grander MCU at large, then you get more interested. And then obviously learning about the time travel aspects of things 
uh, got me excited. And then you see this cast specifically with Owen Wilson involved. Um, it's definitely intri definitely intrigued. And of course, it lived up to its billing in the first episode. Jake, can I first get your best wow and then your take? Wow. Um, Perfect, thank you. And uh, I was always not a big Loki guy. Um, I think that his, um, I think he was just in it too much. And I kind of was like, uh, just not super, I, I didn't find his story super compelling because I thought that, well, I think Shiv, you're right that he was. It had a habit of repeating itself. It, I would he say. was exactly. His he was arc the, just kind of, yeah. He was in a moral gray area, but he had the same moral dilemma each time. Um, and not that I, and I think I liked him in different, I, in Ragnarok, I liked him a lot. And I thought that he was really good in his one scene in Infinity War, but I definitely was mm -hmm. not clamoring for, you know, I, I never was, for example, I have family friends who named a German Shepherd Loki. Like I'm now nowhere near that, you know, <laughs> um, very cute right. dog, big fan, but I like that Loki more than anyway. Um, but when and I'm guessing for you, like as a writer, like from a storytelling perspective, you would want that story to end at some point. Yes. I think that although I like the stuff he does in Ragnarok and Infinity War, I think I, it kind of, the fact that he ends up dying because he's saving himself. I mean, because he's, he's trying to save Thor even though he faked a death that way, like you kind of, you get the catharsis of that in Dark World and then you learn he didn't actually die. And then he mm -hmm. ends up dying that same way in actuality is like not as compelling as it would be if he didn't already do that. But anyway, I was not excited for the show really when it was first announced because it's like, why? Like it, it, it honestly felt <laughs> like a, it felt like he, it was like that he was a big fan favorite character and they felt they needed to do something for him. And then I saw the trailer and it's like, holy shit like i this is the everything i've ever wanted it's time travel there's cool shit he's db cooper like i just everything i could ever want to show Owen wilson <laughs> got goo goo up in there who was when she came on screen i just i said to myself no one was around goo goo anyway so <laughs> long story short i was really out and then really in i then i became really in when it's like oh if this show is a like because I don't have such a problem with him as a character where I don't think that he could be the main character of a show that is plot driven and fun. And mm -hmm. so that's where I was. And that's where I was. Yeah, I, I was out on Loki, man. I, I thought that, all right, man, like you died because you were yourself till the very end. Like you stole the Tesseract and <laughs> the Ragnarok. Like you got what was coming to you, right? Like, you know, uh, but I'm glad we got Shiv on because Shiv is, you know, the purveyor of daddies because Tom Hiddleston is a daddy, man. Like, <laughs> Wait, saw, before you, we say oh, he's a daddy, ooh, but you have to say that, like, he's also the breaker of Taylor Swift's heart, he, right? He is, so, man, right? Okay, he gave us okay. that album, right? So like, yeah. so like for me, okay. like very similar to why I hold no ill will towards the man that broke Adele's heart. I can't hold any ill will towards the man that broke Taylor Swift's heart because he gave us all the knocks that we're going to be bumping this summer. Um, but I think, I think for me, from a character's perspective, I was over Loki, man. Like, because I think mm -hmm. Marvel, there was only so much that I think I could take with him tricking Thor, continuing to do that, right? Finally, Thor wisened up in Ragnarok, but I thought that they gave him the proper send-off. Thor choke, you know, uh, Thanos chokeslammed him like the Undertaker. I was like, yo, that's it, we're done. That's it. <laughs> right, right. But I love what Loki means to the entire MCU because, you know, folks, have, I think a lot of folks don't, you know, you know, folks who obviously have subscribed to your to your Patreon know this. Like the Avengers was such a risk 
right? And they and you know, these British dudes have been coming over the, the pond and taking all the American roles, right? We got Chris Hemsworth and Tom Hiddleston. But but the Avengers was a risk, man, because like they, they casted Chris Hemsworth off of four minutes in Star Trek, right? Like to play Thor, right. and then they cast Loki, Tom Hiddleston to be the villain. And I thought, you know, to Shift's point, I agree. I think he embodied that role so well. But I thought we were done with it. I love the twist now, though, because it's not the Loki at the end of it when Thanos finally kills him, right? It's still the trickster. It's still, you know, that. And there's a lot of threads that came out of episode one that I'm like, all right, man, I think I know where we're going with you, but I'm really excited to take this journey with this Loki, not the Loki, you know, that Thanos chokeslam. So I'm in now, but I was not in when they announced it. I was like, oh, my God, more Loki. Well, I mean, let's get into the episode because I think, uh, Dalvin, you leave us on a really great point. Everything that I think we would have been upset with when it comes to Loki is kind of leaning around like just dwelling, just staying in a constant purgatory when it comes to the character and not feeling like we're going anywhere. And that could have been the risk too when we got into this. But boy, this first episode titled Glorious Purpose just checks everything off to get things going. It goes through every bit. I mean, the level of character development for the protagonist alone that happens in this first bit feels like the kind of thing that happens for a lot of our characters in the previous uh, series that we had on Disney Plus, like by the sixth episode. Yeah. And I I see AC right there just like deep sighing. Like, how are you feeling about this? Because you got to have yourself a scene in this uh, episode, your well, like think, as you uh, tweeted, uh, self exploration, self uh, reflection. No, it's and I I love introspection, and I think the thing about this that really stood out to me was this was a choice from the writers and the directors mm-hmm. too, just to okay, let's lay Loki's cards out on the table first. Let's have it out there this way. And I think just the conversation between he and Mobius and then the way that they played Mobius, it wasn't an interrogation. It was more of a therapy session. And I just found the way. Well, that imagine that... a therapist that actually has your whole file past, present and future. Right. Yeah. And that's and that's the and that's the cool thing of how he lays it out. Mobius is just asking for the why. And I think often and I think you just mentioned it in terms of what we saw in the previous Disney Plus series, particularly Falcon and the Winter Soldier, where that character development, it's it's fleeting at best and it Mm -hmm. takes so long for us to get there. I think the fact that we were able to do this in this first episode really sets the sets the show on a course where not necessarily that it's like really just fast pace in a sense, because we got a lot of exposition and things like that, but more so Mm -hmm. than anything else, we know who Loki is and why he does what he does. Now you can take everything around this show and move it without having to feel like what's Loki's motivations here. Entirely. Yeah. Well, you know what? That happens a little later in the episode. I jumped the gun there. Let's get ourselves to that point. So they catch us up super quickly going into the series, recapping the events from Avengers Endgame. We all know what happens. The Avengers go back to New York 2012 to get themselves a Tesseract, but fail at it. And who gets their hands on it? It's Loki. And immediately there, I actually had this big worry about exactly where they go from there. And again, getting straight to the point, Loki ends up in Gobi, Mongolia, 
tries to exert his lokiness over the locals who don't understand a word that he's saying, and immediately officers of the Time Variance Authority, led by Hunter B-15, played by Wunmi Mosaku, come out and accuse him of crimes against the sacred timeline. Immediately in this moment, we identify Loki as a variant and a need for resetting the timeline. So we get straight to the point. Yeah. And from that moment, Jake, you got some thoughts? I was just going to say, <clears throat> I was really pleased with that because I was like, I don't want to see, because mm-hmm. there's nothing more trite than uh, guy, like a powerful guy ends up in a strange land and is mad that he can't exert power over people who don't understand him. Like that's just such a lazy, not mm-hmm. lazy, just like I've seen it a million times. And so I'm glad that like right. they played for like, a laugh, which was funny. And then immediately, it was funny, yeah. it's not, it's not like, I was worried that like the first half of the episode would be him messing stuff up and then getting taken. But I think it was good because they both quick in the plot, but also it made clear that just merely doing anything outside of the timeline, not even malicious, is a violation. Because he mm-hmm. didn't do anything. He just, you know, got shot out into some sand. Right. And and what we find out over the course of this is just like there are certain things that break the timeline and other things that seem like they should be breaking the timeline that are meant to happen. Mm-hmm. So in ter- in continuing things meaning to happen, we get Loki now in the Time Variance Authority, the TVA. And I just want to get thoughts around the room. I'm going to start with you, Shiv. Uh, there is a whole ass vibe about this place. How did you feel when you got there? Oh, okay. So the production of the show already is just a magic dream for me. I um, had a major boner just like watching every single scene because <laughs> every single room that you're entering into the show, it's, you know, as it's a new room for you, there's so many little details every single where that you just like want to absorb. And it's so exciting. Like um, Farhani's um, design is just amazing. Like I, um, yeah, I, I can't, I'm like, it's, it's a nut right there for me. Um, but <laughs> Um, the production was so good. And then, you know, you have this 1950s, you know, vibe, which at the same time can kind of, you think is going to be exhausted because you see it in like, you know, like the good place a little bit, you see it in mm-hmm. Umbrella Academy, you see it. We like, saw all it a bit time, in WandaVision. <laughs> yeah. All these like timey, um, what is it? Time focused pieces always have the 1950s go back, but like, this is totally done in a totally different way. We see it just from like the TVA, like going into it with the, like the emphasis on the orange, which we don't really Mm -hmm. see that often. And then just like the, the judges quarters, which is really cool with like the timekeepers of wood background. It's, it's beautiful. Um, And then, you know, even just like the animation that we see for a little bit. Let, in- let's talk about the animation. <laughs> um, Dalby, I'm going to jump to you. So this must have been a big moment. I'm going to say for both you and AC, definitely who have been preaching nonstop multiverse. But Dalby, tell us a little bit about these timekeepers in this animation that's going on as presented by Miss Minutes. Yeah, sure. And before I do that, I want to mention that when you, when you mentioned about Loki landing in the desert and the locals not understanding anything he said, as you said that I was, that's a classic immigrant problem, right? Like ain't nobody understanding you. <laughs> Loki. Like Loki might have been my uncle from DR, right? With the pointy shoes. Uh, but to, to Shiv's point, because I love, I love that she mentioned The Good Place, right? And we got news today that Tahani from The Good Place is playing the villain in She-Hulk. Wait, I'm going to actually pause you right there just because you mentioned that. How many people in this room have pretended to not understand English to not deal? Oh, yeah, I'm oh, gonna put my hand up. Definitely. Oh yeah. 
most all definitely. All right. All <laughs> Sammy Sosa is my spirit animal. No, I'm <laughs> all the time. But, uh, you know, so like right before we started recording, they broke news that Tahani is going to play the villain in She-Hulk, right? And She-Hulk has a lot of interaction yes. with the TVA generally, right? So as, okay. you know, so one, I love this shift pointed out the good place because that was one of my favorite shows. It got me through the pandemic. It was great, right? But mm-hmm. like as I'm watching what's happening and I mean, they wasted no time t- letting us know like what yeah. the deal is. Like, yo, listen, man, timelines have converged before and there's been a big war and understand like we didn't let that happen, right? And I'm like, ah. So, so, so you're not even going to be subtle about the fact. Mean? Yeah, you're not. Yeah, even, yeah, yeah. You're not even going to be subtle about the fact that we're headed towards. You know, this, this isn't a far from home fake out that we're. Yeah, doing no, no. Like, like you're being direct, yeah. but I think the design that Shiv mentioned is, was perfect because one, I got big DMV vibes from the TVA lobby. Like I was like, yo, mm-hmm, take a mm-hmm. ticket, you have to online. I was like, but they move way quicker than any DMV I've ever seen. R.I.P. <laughs> Goldman Sachs kid. Exactly right, right, right. <laughs> but I, I think Marvel just. I think it's really interesting, man, because with with WandaVision, Marvel was working through uh, Wanda's grief, right? And then with mm-hmm. with Falcon and Winter Soldier, they were working through Sam's reluctance to be Captain America. With this mm-hmm. Loki in particular, like even when you know, even in the design portion of it, like Loki still thinks that he's the baddest dude on the planet walking through this place that controls all of time. Oh, right. So like it's repeat, like just over and over, beating him down over and, and over, <laughs> over and over. Yes. And he and he did not waver from it till the end. Whereas like till you know till the, till we get later in the episode. But whereas Wanda was reluctant, right? Like to understand like Vision wasn't really here, and Sam was reluctant to take on the mantle of Captain America. Loki was just like, yo, I'll be able to get out of this. It's fine. Like I'll, and that no, I, no, that, for real. like Loki. Loki came in here like Rocky Balboa and Rocky yeah. Three, and then TVA came in as fucking like clubber lang knocking him the fuck out yeah on one punch with one which would make mobius and apollo creed and i'm also just want to know second including the patreon pod second consecutive pod where you reference rocky three which which, (laughs) it is it is universal it is criminally underrated (laughs) rocky especially with the terribleness that came out of rocky four rocky three is criminally underrated clubber lang might be the the terribleness but that's that's okay we'll we'll just we'll 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 (laughs) I digress. I do have to say, there's something to be said for Mm -hmm. the idea that this god of mischief, who who is just so arrogant, is made to feel so small here. And I think that they did a great job of doing that. And to Tom Hiddleston's credit, you got to be able to play that. And just the change from the beginning of the episode to the end of the episode is just you get a beaten down. They chip away at him. That's the key, too. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, every well, interaction he has, he realizes that he has less and less power, and more importantly, that his status means less and less. You know, like I, I think there are like two things that are going on when, like, it is that in putting him kind of in his place, but then it is also a presentation of something even more aspirational. Yeah. Right. So, um, right. and one what, more thing before you, one more yeah. thing, Jerome, mm-hmm. before you go on. Because, yeah. listen, we're not going to be mentioning multiversal wars without without just, you know, saying the saying the facts here. Do it! Do it! Um, so, Dalbin, as you know, our guy Charles Murphy was able to talk to the head writer of Loki and ask him a question about that animation as far as this is, is this a reference to Secret Wars? And, you know, he didn't, it was one of those things where he said it without saying it that it seems that this is where we're headed. So I figure I might as well ask you at this point, how do you feel about that considering 
um, everything that we've gone through to this point. And now it looks like they're just going full source material, opening up the doors towards everything multiverse and Secret Wars, which is a huge comic book event. What, what, what are your thoughts, man? So I think I'll be honest, man, had they not had the Disney Plus deal not happened, I don't think you could pull it off because I don't think you can do it in the time that they have. You can just I, do it in movies alone. Yeah, That's yeah, because Marvel yeah. Marvel has one untitled date, two untitled dates left. And I think one of them is for Blade. Uh, and I think the other one is for is for Secret Wars. I think that's the big event. I think we can all be sure that Blade is really the key to all. Of this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. No, yeah. Like I, I think I think the key to really truly being able to like traverse the multiverse is being able to be a daywalker. You you you, you got to bring the a vampire. Right? There, right there, right there is a blade that we see Air in the five, show. Jake. <laughs> exactly no so yeah i mean i think so i think one i think without the disney plus deal it's be hard it'd be hard to pull off i think that's right i think two and i i tweeted a thread before the show you what before the the first episode aired i think one and you know ac and i have talked about this for months kang is coming right like and we know that right and we know Mm -hmm. that we know kang is coming right uh he was announced to be in 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 ant-man 3 but we all know that's not that's not like he's probably going to kill you know Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd is probably going to die. <laughs> um, like, and, and, oh, wow. Paul just, Rudd is going to die. Why are we killing Paul, Paul Rudd? Rudd. Is, and I don't like killing unproblematic white people, man. I, I, love, I love Paul Rudd. I, like Paul Rudd. <laughs> I mean, he's internal. Have you seen the man? <laughs> that man's going to die. That man's going to die. But I, I, think, I think what you see, because you're right, AC, you can't mention the multiversal war and have folks who have read these comics and seen this, like their ears perk up. But the minute they said it, I was like, oh, okay. I was like, so this is how this is how you get you know like maybe you get a hydra cap right or this is how you get you know this is how you get like a you know uh a namer who's been underwater for so long right and and this week we mm-hmm. found out he was announced as the villain in, in wakanda forever like mm. that's not gonna be you know that doesn't necessarily have to be a earthbound namer that could be a namer that's been around in multiple universes right that's also how you get to the x-men right because you I, you can't you can't explain away that the X-Men haven't been around this entire right, time right. or whatever as such a per- So I think in 10 minutes, somebody had asked me, they were like, oh, what'd you think? I was like, in 10 minutes, they told you exactly what was going to happen. And I think without the Disney Plus right. show, this wouldn't have happened. And then I, th- and, and then I will say this too. Wanda, Wanda's messing with the timeline trying to find her kids, right? Like that, like that's happening. That's how Nexus Wanda's- Nexus beings, Nexus right? events. Nexus, we, we, yeah. we, got, right. we got a Nexus right. mention, right? Um, so Wanda's looking around for her kids, be- but also like this Loki in particular, like this Loki exists in a world where, so now you've removed him from 2012 because he hasn't been reset yet, right? Yeah. So that means uh-huh. Thor goes on to become king. He's not stopped from becoming king because remember the only reason he didn't become king in, in the dark world was because Loki partnered with these dark elves, right? So like, again, there's nothing stopping Thor from becoming king. So now you have a timeline where Thor is king. You have a timeline where Odin doesn't die. You know, remember, because like, he had a heart attack after banishing Loki. He doesn't die in this timeline. So Hela mm. doesn't get released from hell. So that doesn't happen either, right? So like, imagine a timeline where you have a king Thor, right? So that's a different timeline. And then Wanda's over here messing with her kids me. trying to get these kids back. Like, so now you yes. got a timeline with these kids that wouldn't really exist because also here's the thing. If Thor is king, that means he never comes back to activate vision, which means there's no kids, which means there's no Wanda. Right. Mm-hmm. So like so like that's what I mean. Like those 10 minutes are so important for what's coming down the pike. And I think a lot of people somebody says somebody's like, oh, they didn't really set up anything. And I'm just like, really? yeah, I Guys. saw that. Okay. That's people, said that. But the animation people just be saying shit, though, is the thing. People just be <laughs> yeah, saying but, shit. Like, the animation. 
animation was so big. Yeah, and like really you was. see the Kree, you see the Wakandans, you see like we haven't seen the Kree as big since what Guardians of the Galaxy. And then if you mm-hmm. really watched Agents of Shield, but like that's not canon anymore. So <laughs> well, like, no, Captain Marvel, they were really big. <laughs> But like, right. I mean, well, yes, but we haven't revisited since, sure. you know. No, I think your point is right. right. I just wanted to shout out yeah. uh, Gemma Chan's first but, appearance. Yeah, true. But so I just, the animation is just so big. And then if you really think about that too, you have the little like robot that looks like Herbie from like the Fantastic Four. So like mm. you have all these other new things that are like coming out. Uh, just how could you say it's not setting up anything? It's no heavy store, lifting. <laughs> Like Shiv mentioned a boner and like, and like the thing is like Shiv, Shiv had a boner when it was happening, but there's, there's very few things better than like you not catching the things that you should have a boner for the first time. And then somebody reminding you of them. That's what Shiv just did. Shiv just right. reminded your listeners they should have caught a boner early on. That's really what. That's what okay, I only, so I only watched the episode like an hour ago. I think I finished at like so three, it's fresh. That's thirty great. right now. So it's fresh yeah. for me. But if I caught all that and like, I'm running off, like no sleep. Y'all got to wake up then. <laughs> Like, what, do, what are we doing? And now the Maybe crazy thing, too, is, uh, Dalbin, you mentioned that all the different things that happen when Loki is not uh, there in 2012. Somehow, that leads to, in 2016, Martin O'Malley gets elected president. Crazy stuff. Uh, no, I'm just... <laughs> I was going to say Lincoln Chafee, but would that have been better? Would that have been funnier? Yes, no, no. Um, I think O'Malley was the good okay. one. Honestly, right, Ozzie, Ozzie, you know what that was? It was for you, because you're in Maryland, right? Uh, yeah, see? <laughs> Way blank. Well, let's let's take a quick pause away from Loki and what's going on because we need to introduce the basically the other big character in this episode. We travel back to Aix en Provence, France, 1549, where we meet Mobius M. Mobius, played by Owen Wilson, who is investigating uh, investigating attack on Minutemen. It's a gruesome murder. Uh, there's a dis- disappearance of a reset charge. Uh, he in- he finds a small girl who shows up in the church who helps him at least identify who might be responsible. And AC, what does she point to? Oh boy, this again. All right, so we see the so we see the devil face on the on the window, and it's like mm-hmm. when I when I first saw it, I was like, oh no, we did. I'm glad that they pointed it out and made sure that they said this is not Mephisto, this is not Mephisto, <laughs> Let's not do this, we're not doing this again. Not doing this again. Oh boy! But we, you, we could since obviously, and we'll get to it at the end. Obviously, Mm -hmm. with the horns, there is kind of a nod to Loki there, or a version of Loki, I should say. There you go. Well, that that's an interesting thing too, because I'm gonna definitely tap you all for a little more insight. But the Tom Hiddleston version of Loki, to my understanding, isn't necessarily all the versions of Loki's that we could see. That is, is that correct? correct. That right. is correct. There's, well, there's probably more. On returning the back, <laughs> returning back to the TVA, uh, we are now on trial with Loki with Ravona Renslayer, played by who? Jake? Goo-goo. <laughs> Goo-goo Mbathu Ra. Oh, man, I love and, the way the scene was shot. Uh, I just want to say, I thought that oh, it was, it's, the way it was done with like the where not to cut you off but how she was no, no, always no. how all of the shots of her you you have like the first wide shot and then you never saw mm-hmm. her in a wide shot again it was all from mm-hmm. loki's perspective looking up and i thought mm-hmm. that, that just really put you in his shoes and it didn't um like it it completely you never saw her in any way other than she is way above you 
Um, and yes. you completely, you don't really know her title. You don't really know how any of this shit works, but you're completely sure that this person is incredibly powerful and that Loki is being an idiot like talking about because in real life you know that if you're in a situation where you're standing and looking up at someone you don't disrespect them like that's kind of the way life works and i really like the way that they did that and uh, speaking of production Mm -hmm. design a amazing set because one love how like they've been you can cleverly tell there's no windows really anywhere which is obviously great because they're not on earth but two it has like a 50 style but it's just slightly off like it's just slightly not right yes. and i love when set design mm-hmm. does that where it's like a thing you know but not really like in in especially behind anyone her. get a little bit of legion vibes from some of the looks yes, yeah totally. yeah a okay. little bit yeah yeah for bit. sure all right well uh, two two big takeaways that i really like from this exchange uh one loki full-on knew those weren't the real avengers i thought that was cool and like also a credit to Loki's character. Like if you are the god of mischief, you should know there's some serious fuckery that's going on. And shout out Tony and his variety of different clones. Um, the other thing that helps that that moment helps open up is that, yeah, if the Avengers are traveling through time and fucking around, why aren't they standing trial? And the line that sticks out to me is certain things are supposed to happen. Dalvin, you're nodding. Why are you nodding? Well, because, right, like, I think th- there was a quote that stood out during the press junket that I think a lot of people ignored. The, the head writer had said, uh, they said mm-hmm. that um, we understand time travel the way the Avengers explained it to us, but the Avengers themselves right. didn't understand time travel, right? And that Loki was going to be what explains what time travel is, right? And so hearing them say that and then tying it into a later quote where Mosbius tells Loki, you're so supposed essentially you're supposed to be a piece of shit like you're supposed to be who you are because it's gonna <laughs> mm-hmm. help it's what helped brought together the avengers right that's um, so, I, so i think this devastating I, right 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 like it, it cuts you a little bit because loki here like he's not who we think he is he's not the end loki he's the loki he is now but i i'm nodding because you had coming out of endgame you had maybe seven additional branches right you had cap staying in the 40s you had mm-hmm new Gamora in the present time. So that means no Gamora in 2014. You had no Thanos in 2014 either because he came forward and died, right? Um, so you have, th- you have those two things. You have when Jeremy, when Hawkeye picked up the glove and dropped it, he wasn't supposed to do that, right? Like, and I think that's a safe assumption. He wasn't mm-hmm. supposed to touch his daughter's baseball glove. So you have those four. You have, you have again, a timeline now with no Loki because he disappeared. That's five. So you have at least five. And right. unless the time, unless the, the TVA sent the Minutemen to kill Cap in the 40s when he was with Peggy Carter, I don't think that I don't think that happened. So right. like did they just allow that to go on. Did they just allow the timeline to exist with no Thanos in 2014? Because I and I think this is the and uh, Shiv, I, I think you're spot on. Like these the animation told so much because like again, if if Cap goes back and stays, I'll use his timeline as an example. Does he save Bucky from Hydra, right? If he saves Bucky from Hydra, that means there's no Buck, there's no Bucky to kill T'Chaka, mm-hmm. which T'Challa doesn't become the Black Panther when he does. So there's a timeline where T'Challa's not the Black Panther. His dad is still the Black Panther at that point, right? So this is so I think I think there's so many of these branches. And I'm now wondering, I'm like, so pardon my friends, but so you motherfuckers just let all this shit keep happening? Like you you didn't you didn't mean to stop any of this craziness? Like what is going on? And but I think, and again. To your point, to your point, Jerome, about the judge, you know, who gave me again big good place vibes. Like she reminded me of the judge oh, from Good Place. It's just totally. like, you know, but 
she she's Kang's love. She's, she's that's Kang's girl, right? Yeah. right. Is me, it okay for me? I'm like okay, so. I, and I have all these theories in my head of what I think is happening and where Kang flits in. But I see her and I'm like, so wait a minute. So your man can manipulate time and you only holding some of these people accountable? Mm. All right. I, I, mm. I see what you're going Talk to me. I thought, I thought yes. it was dope. I love her. I th- and she was only in there for okay, 15 okay. seconds. She was only in there for 15 seconds, but I thought she was great. Okay. And what it reminds me of actually in the, the supposed to is the concept in uh, Doctor Who of uh, the thing called fixed points in history is a thing that they talk about a lot where like certain major events have to happen. You can change most things in history, but for example, an episode that comes up is that like the volcanic eruption of Pompeii is a fixed point in history. It can't mm-hmm. not happen. And in there's a specifically an episode where the doctor changes a fixed point in history and uh, it doesn't end well. Uh, basically the, the, there's the lesson they learned is that it, whatever was supposed to happen will happen in some way, even if you try to change a fixed point in history. And I think that that's kind of the way that I took the, it's supposed to happen that um, like that it, 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 I think that it really opens up the moral question, which I think will be an important thing that they investigate of this isn't like a machine deciding what the sacred timeline is it is three beings and they right. have to, they're making judgment calls and so i think that that will be something that is at issue of what what is their decision making process are they corrupted are they doing everything that's in the best interest of everyone um because it is it does feel i think it i think it's supposed to feel arbitrary that like that was supposed to happen but this wasn't um and what does that mean and i think that loki's even if loki is not a on out villain in this, his rebellious streak will probably cause him to point that out and to investigate that. Love it. So Loki, uh, Loki's sentenced to being reset. That is what is about to happen right now. But one man steps in the way because he has a special idea. Our good man, Agent Mobius, Owen Wilson comes back in. I think it's as good as time as any before we jump into the big scene. How delightful is Owen Wilson? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Just perfect. <laughs> like, you can't, in a sense of a supporting character in the MCU that's not like a superhero or a supervillain or anything like that, this was about as good as it gets in terms of an introduction. He will. He would make a killing in a future character bracket. Let me put it that way. Yeah, like, yeah. so smooth, so enjoyable, plays off of Hiddleston so well, like, all of it was just, I have no complaints. Has, it, has there ever been a better foil for Loki, at least in matching wit to wit? No. Maybe Frigga? Like, maybe his mother, if anyone? Right. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's he's just, and he just grounds it so well in, mm-hmm. um, in the bureaucracy of it all that, like, he just is not. Oh, the scene has, when they're walking toward the room and through yeah. the TVA and just, yeah. like, Loki threatening to burn everything down and then him saying just like start with my office is yeah he <laughs> like, is he just chef's he, kiss. He completely um the reason why I think he's such a good foil is because he does the thing that no one except for Frigga kind of does but like Thor certainly doesn't because Thor buys into all like the Asgardian majesty etc but like mm-hmm. the way you fought you, you're foil to Loki is just by like not accepting and the premise that he's important it's like no like right. whatever <laughs> who cares like I you, you're like I, you think that you're unique to me like I deal with shit like this every day um and I think that his complete his refusal to 
get standoffish with Loki and even take the bait mm-hmm. made it yeah. so it made it, it turned like his m- uh, angry monologuing, which is oftentimes annoying to me into just comedy. Cause it's like, what the hell are you doing, man? Like it's just you and I in an elevator. Like what the hell are you, what, what are you doing? It's, it's so great. And like, that's the thing. Like he knows everything about him. He has his file. He knows all the things that he has done and will do later on. And it's just great that um, I mean, I mean the closest thing, that we've seen to like being that level of foil is like Thor when he finally comes to his senses in Ragnarok. But yeah. to that end, like just Owen Wilson has it with his own specific like Owen Wilson charm that I, I'm such a big fan of. The charm. But yeah, it's the charm. It's man. the charm, right? Well, let's get to it. So we enter a room, a large room. There's just a single desk in the middle, two seats, and what appears to be a projector. And they sit down at it. Uh, Loki makes a few attempts at attacking, but Time Turner, as it is, is fucking up his whole shit. And we get to look back and figure out what makes Loki tick. Why is Loki Loki? As opposed to it's a wonderful life. It's a terrible life. life. I like that. I I mean, ironically, it's not. George Bailey doesn't have a wonderful, actually have a wonderful life. (laughs) Fair point. And and so we we relive the events of his life. So we started off with the Avengers events. We see the death of Coulson. We see him in prison in Asgard. All those things are playing through. And it's not so much to like reveal the events as Mobius really trying to get to the bottom of what why Loki is doing this. He constantly asks, like, do you enjoy hurting people? Do you enjoy doing this? What do you want to be? You know, you want to be the king of space? That that's yes. cute. That's really cute, you know? <laughs> um, why I, I always I love uh the line, um like look, Mobius is at a place that Loki hasn't arrived to yet. And he's just trying to help him get there. Like when he yeah, asks the question, why does someone with so much range just want to rule that? It's amazing. But there is one new event that we have not seen yet in Loki's life. It is, it is to show his ability for escapes. And of all the people on this call that I want to describe the scene, I'm going to leave it to you, Jake. Jake, what happens here? All right. So uh, I'm a big fan of the D.B. Cooper story um it's great just great stuff great stuff i mean especially because no one really got hurt so that's nice but you know a guy named db cooper or dan cooper it's he used both names got on a flight in uh the mid 60s and uh, said he had a bomb and basically demanded that they stop at an airport get like i think it was like two hundred thousand dollars something like that um and then he uh got a parachute jumped out the back of the plane at some point and was never found again. And some of the money has been found scattered across the forests in Washington state. And it's the scene shows that this man was in fact, uh, Loki. Um, and I think that they put this scene in here. And why does he disappear? Oh, cause he, uh, cause Heimdall uh, uses the Bifrost, <laughs> which is just great, great stuff. It's- I think that they put it in here just cause it's like Tom Hiddleston looks great in a suit. So, you know, yes. like, yeah. Oh, it was like, he was like pure debonair James Bond. Like Shiv, can we get a few comments on how, Oh, uh, it was ew, just the glowing <laughs> skin, the perfect suit. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's amazing. And his, he can really comment. do the slick back hair in a way that doesn't look like he does it like a fancy, which is, I feel like so many guys when they try to like, look greasy or like, but he just looks cool. It's you a know, good look. Um, yeah. I, I do love, just obviously it's Tom Hiddleston playing it now, but he's supposed to be playing a young Loki. And I love the idea, like you hear him say like my brother, like Heimdall, like they're all on great terms. And also the idea that like, this isn't actually Loki being a dick, but he lost a bet to Thor. Mm-hmm. 
which is even better because it's just like it's like another one of those like it's get help or something but just another one of those games and it's mm-hmm. awesome um ac dalvin any thoughts on that scene yeah I, I i so i'm a big i love the db cooper story um and i'm a big mm-hmm. prison break fan and and that was a thread in prison break season one uh where apparently <laughs> db cooper was in the prison with michael schofield so i loved it um but Got i also it. i think i i think you're right and Chip, you should trademark the daddy meter like just don't let anybody take that from you you we will now come you are a resident daddy grader uh, i'll no. say this there's someone <laughs> there's another regular guest in this podcast who will be livid to find out that the- yeah again well, yeah, yeah 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 so yeah, i, I, I I would I would say um, we have a daddy panel. A, Can we say yeah, that? Okay, okay, okay. Like a daddy. I, kinda, panel. I, I would like to say head council. Let's add a little like. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, so, yeah. so like the TVA has three. So this daddy panel has three. I will say also that after yes. this, I will be starting a hashtag <laughs> called Shiv for Shiv. If anybody messes with Shiv online, I will Shiv somebody for Shiv. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was okay. <laughs> okay. But uh, I think I one again. I, I'm a big fan of the DB Cooper story because I I I think it's it's absurd in every in the best way possible. And, to, and like, I will go forward now saying that, that it was Loki. It was not the person in prison break. Yeah. Um, but also, I think, Jake, you mentioned it's a really good point. Like, he lost the bet to Thor. I mean, uh, Jerome, you mentioned it. he lost the bet to Thor and he was just honoring the bet. That's all he was doing. But the other part that it's, I said, I was like, oh, <laughs> so you guys have been to you guys have been to Earth before Thor mm-hmm. one. Right. So this this what so so this notion that like you know Thor and and now I'm wondering I'm like how many other times have you come to Earth like what, what's this going on but I thought it was dope and I thought it was a nice ad man and I thought it was, and he if they ever do a DB Cooper movie another one I think I think Tom Hiddleston could play him with no Tom Hiddleston should just play him <laughs> <laughs> no Disney. it was great fun um but yes I all fun aside we start getting to some of the serious stuff. So we hit all the points of Loki's life, but now he is about to see what happens if he's stuck to the timeline. And the first thing that happens is he's brought back to Asgard, as we know, and he is made prisoner. And in an attempt to actually send Dark Elves to his brother Thor, he unintentionally sends them to probably the one person at that point that he actually held any kind of esteem for, his mother Frigga. Mm-hmm. And now we start chipping away, like truly, truly chipping away at Loki. Like we start seeing Hiddleston, like the Hiddleston uh, waterworks coming through. Uh, and as this is about to get good, as Mobius says, Hunter B-15 comes in, interrupts the proceedings. They have an argument outside uh, about whether what they should be doing with Loki. And when Mobius re-enters, of course, Loki, that mischievous scamp, steals, <laughs> steals the time turner and starts his so i don't think this was intended in any way by the tva but this is the next step in really just seeing how vast and how powerful how high up the tva is and how everything that we've come to know so far it seems so insignificant so in true good place um shout outs we get to meet back with our receptionist casey who is uh who also played pillboy on good place Loki goes and threatens Casey. He wants to gut him like a fish. Casey doesn't know what to do about it because he doesn't know what a fish is. And, uh, he, and Eugene Gordero is, that's the actor. He's one of those dudes who just yes. like is in a ton of comedy stuff and like mm-hmm. the type of guy that- He's also in the Mando. Yeah, he's in Mando. <laughs> right. yes. You can yes, just tell right. by the that's stuff right. that he's yes. in that you don't like that type of that level of actor who is not like 
famous who's not like classically good looking enough to be like a leading person and stuff but every but he's in everything and people are just like oh man eugene's one of the funniest guys in the world like that's where eugene Cudero is like <laughs> known in the comedy world like oh my god eugene Cudero is one of the funniest actors in the world and just mm-hmm. he just brings it so like the way he says i don't know what that is i just want to know what you're saying are gonna happen to me like it's such an absurd <laughs> it's so line perfect. and he replays it so sincerely and then it God, and he, he just has such expressive features too. I, I love him. He's mm-hmm. he should be in literally everything. Like fucking if they remake <laughs> Citizen Kane, make him one of the characters, you know. In for that. And so Loki gets his Tesseract back, and as he's going through it, he finds not just one, not just two, not just three, the kind of thing that would make the Miami Heat LeBron James get a boner. <laughs> many, many, many infinity stones. Like, just all over, just, like, scattered throughout that box. And Casey points out, like, yeah, we have a lot of these. Some of these we use as paperweights. And this is the moment where Loki, like, truly realizes how insignificant everything so far has actually been. And he asks the question, is this the greatest power in the universe? So we have Loki, who is emotionally taken down a bit by seeing what he how he is the cause for his mother's death. Now he is realizing his insignificance. He returns back to the room. Hunter B-15 catches up. Loki does his Loki thing, gets the time turner on them. And actually in a pretty funny moment, just continually turns time until I thought she was done for. Can I, I can I just quickly I say, they were gone. What, is, what is that thing actually called? Because I think it's turner. called a time twister. Time twister. Oh, I was is, say, a time was turner it twister? Is definitely yeah, Harry Potter. Oh, that's Harry Potter, twister. right? Yeah. Yes. I, so, no, the funny no, thing no, is, I actually watched Hermione vibes. vibes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I watched Prisoner Azkaban just this weekend, so that's definitely I mean, where that's coming from. It's the best from. one, and if you disagree, it is the best one. I'm, I'm, yeah. Shout out to my friends, uh, Chris and Thomas. We've been watching uh, every first Sunday of each month. We've been going through the Harry Potter series. Oh hell yeah. But yes, sorry. Thank you very much. Time twister, uh, not the time turner. But you know, so um, (laughs) we are. Yeah. So Loki is back. He wants to watch the rest of it, and he watches the death of Odin. He watches um, his reconciliation with Thor, Mm -hmm. and then he sees his death at the hands of Thanos. End of file. And this is like a big moment in all so many different ways. And. Going back to our self-introspection, like, where are you left at at this point, AC? I mean, it's like after that, I was like, I I almost wanted to just like applaud while I was watching because I was Mm -hmm. just so, I was so captivated and enthralled by this, this choice that they made to just dive in deep and kind of get to know Loki in a way that we never knew him throughout the films that he was in. And to do it so immediately and to do it in a way that never felt rushed. They just, they went through all of the highlights and the lowlights and, and things of that nature. And, you know, personally, like it, it's it almost felt like a retcon, I almost say. Like it almost yeah. was like, for those of us who were upset with like not feeling like Loki was really changing one way or another, this was almost like, okay, he got to go through the same events again, except get like the kind of catharsis I think we would have wanted out of it. Exactly. Right. Right, right. I think that, yeah, that's a great point. That's a great point because before it's like, that's the thing with movies sometimes. It's like you get, sure, you get some character development moments, but usually they're very fleeting in the sense that we just move on to the next thing and we move on to the next thing. Here, we got to sit with it. And Loki has to sit with this and there's nowhere to go. Like uh, like um, mm-hmm. Mobius tells him, there's nowhere to run, there's nowhere to hide and, and, and all of this stuff. So just from that standpoint, and this is without the TVA, without 
all of the yeah. other stuff. This part on its own makes this show really good. And then you add the other mm. stuff and it and it takes it to another level. So I was very pleased with because I was not expecting that at all. And um, considering what we've seen in these first two Disney Plus shows, um, it shows that, again, this is another sign of taking a swing and trying to do something different and really pushing boundaries. So I really appreciated that. Shiv, um, how did you feel about it? And how much did you want to give little Tommy Boy a hug? <laughs> well, OK, so I have. Um... I have a question for you guys. Do you guys mm-hmm. think that, so I do totally agree that one Waldron did this so well with like the pacing. Um, we all know that I love to, to argue about pacing on every show. Um, <laughs> yeah. But it's like, it's done so well. It's not dragged out. Like you've all said, it's not anything like that, but is it over reliant in the clips for the other movies from the other movies? in the sense that it's like Iron Man 3, kind of. Like, there, I, I could have done with, like, less clips. <laughs> okay, so here's what I'll say about that. I think those clips were not done specifically for us who've watched it all. I think those clips were done for the casual fans who are now getting into this um, after retroactively, after the fact. So for if you haven't watched Thor The Dark World, and oh, that's, that's usually the one that we don't recommend to people to watch that's the one we say that one is trash and we're not trying to watch that so (laughs) in that in that instance i think um and i could be wrong but i I don't know that i I don't know if i agree with that ac i actually don't know if i agree with just because if people have not seen that already then how do they even know that that's something that actually is happening they would have to find out that that's happening i mean so i'll put it to you this way so like in a lot of instances a, a few times um, I'll get asked or will get asked like what films should you watch and what you for sure. should you stay away from and yeah. normally you can watch Avengers, Endgame, Civil War all the, you know the, the usual films that we give and we always say don't, don't watch Dark World yes we always, we say, always say like stay away from that so yeah, yeah. Uh, you know I think even if I'm wrong um, it accomplished the bit for the casual fan to me like in the sense that yeah you get that stuff uh, and get a little bit of an understanding for the character without ha- actually having to go back to uh, all those films. I guess I, the thing for me is that I think that I was very reliant on the clips, but I think mm-hmm. that in order to get to where it needed to go as efficiently as it wanted to, it needed to do so. Like, I don't know if you could have gotten through everything that they got through in like, 20 minutes without mm-hmm. doing something that wasn't narratively perfect. Um, yes. And so I think that I, I would rather a show just put everything out there and like be too on the nose with exposition um, than tr- like try to be f- like fancy about it and then take two and a half episodes to do something. Like, so I, I, I think that it just, they need to do it have an efficient way to do it. And I think it's less about telling people who haven't seen the movies more so than like i apologize for the motorcycle outside my house i mean my apartment but um i think it's less about uh people who haven't seen the movies at all and more so that like if you're someone who's a casual mcu fan even if you have seen all the movies you probably haven't seen thor dark world in a couple years so like i think it's important mm-hmm. to like you know put it in that context mm-hmm. but more than anything i think it's just like that they wanted to get him to a place by the end of the episode and um there is only so much time to get him there. And I don't know if, if not for clips, you'd have to use conversation. And that definitely would have taken more than the amount of time it did. 
And I also want to add, like, uh, in the Discord, our pal Cecilia, shout out to Cecilia, she had brought it up yesterday in the conversation um, regarding the first episode, is that it, it is interesting because a lot of people kind of still want to see Loki as a trickster and do all the stuff. And We're definitely going to get that. No, but that's what I'm saying. She was a little bit worried yeah. that we got a little too much introspection and he did a, a little bit of a turn towards, like, a more sympathetic figure. I actually um, have an answer that, to that, but go ahead. A sympathetic figure, and what I and what I told her was, yeah, absolutely, we're gonna get the trickster stuff. We're gonna get the goofy and fun stuff, of course. But it was necessary to do something like this. And the the wild part was is that I don't think anybody here and most people who were watching it weren't expecting the way that they went right. about it. So it was a pleasant surprise from that standpoint. But you go ahead, Jero. What did you want to say? I I well like because. I, I talked about it a little bit earlier in the episode, but there are two things I think that come out of this. It's not just Loki's understanding or at least admission to, you know, he, he says that, you know, the cruel, everything was the cruel elaborate trick uh, conjured by the weak to inspire fear. Like he, he knew this all along. He just had mm -hmm. to admit it. That was the one side and definitely appealed to the emotional side. But I think where the clips and knowing that information helps him out more than anything is Ever the trickster, he needs to have all the information. Like all this needs to be proven to him that he knew what he was really in for. And I would say an equipped Loki who has better self-awareness and a better understanding of what's going on is going to be an even bigger piece of shit. Right. Also, he kept failing. That's the thing. Like they kept showing right. that he kept failing. And, and basically Mobius says that like all you do is lose. So now, right. to your point, we're gonna get this kind of going forward, uh, kind of evolved. Like, think Loki. about the think about the moment that he has. Like, he he goes from tears to like this just smile before when Hunter B fifteen comes in. He, he starts and, chuckling and, at his death, right? And like, yeah. what she's like, what did you find? And he's like, back to the original point of the title, glorious purpose. And he like, we haven't really figured out what that is in his mind yet. Mm -hmm. But the thing I think that's like really great about it. Um, that I think has bothered us about Loki is everyone knows what this guy's about right now. Yeah. Like there is like, we are not going to have any, like if we do have a twist, which we probably will, like it will be something that I imagine would be more earned than like the usual, like, Oh, we trusted him. We thought he was going to be good. And then he right. fucks it up again. Right. Yeah. Also the thing I would question about the worrying that he's not going to be a trickster or bad is that like, as anyone who's ever been in therapy will tell you, having a breakthrough <laughs> verbally is does not mean you're going to change your behavior. I've had moments where I'm like, yep, I fully understand what I'm doing wrong here. And even what I'm doing the next day is that same bad yeah. thing. So it's like, I think that he can understand. I, I don't think those things are exclusive at all. And I think that in order for the show to have an arc, it's important for him to, at the beginning, have a deeper understanding of himself. Because then when he ultimately at some point backslides, which mm -hmm. I imagine he will, then it becomes like tragic instead of just what you expect. You know? It's, it's kind of like he, uh, Leonardo like, DiCaprio's character in Catch Me If You Can. He just found yeah, totally. his like job that works for him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Or I, he will be. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I, I think one of the exciting things is that I, I'm curious if it becomes a thing where it's like, oh, you know, he redeems himself and then suddenly everything is okay. Or because I, I, you know, you guys had alluded to finding the paperweights in the, in, in the, in the thing, right. Which again, <laughs> like 
we saw the Red Skull try to take the Tesseract, right? And he said that, you know, I tried to claim the stone and they, they banished me to Vormir, right? So now I wonder, I'm like, okay, well, did you try to take other stones? Like, and, that, and did they come and get you for that? And are they the reason you're in Vormir and all that jazz? But I think, right. is it that we're going to get a new and improved Loki or I lean the other way? I think that he is going to try to figure out a way because also there's only two options for him here. He either helps Mobius to catch, you know, and we'll to get me, to me, I think we're getting like Mark II Loki. Right, right, right. Or <laughs> we get, you know, or he or he gets reset. And I just I don't see a scenario. And but I think the difference between Mobius, you know, and again, as the resident therapist here, right? And and as Mobius <laughs> was badgering him with questions, I was like, Man, I've done this to these kids, man. Like I've I've done this to try to get information from them. What is going on? But I I, I think Mobius, like you mentioned, Jerome. Unlike Thor, Mobius knows who, who Loki is. He understands who Loki is. Mm -hmm. And I think he's not going to be surprised when Loki backslides. I think he's almost expecting it like any good therapist would. Like, listen, man, I'll right, do right. sessions and like I'll talk to kids and I'll be like, all right, you know, have a good weekend. And, and they're like, oh, don't worry about it, Mr. Oh, I'm going to be good. And I'm like, mm -hmm, yeah, no problem. You know problem. how every championship team needs like the loose cannon? Yeah, yeah. Like Mobius, I think he's like, I got my loose cannon, loose cannon Loki, right? Loki like, I need him to go a little rogue yeah, for this again. The Draymond right? Green of, of, of the Marvel villains, right? right? <laughs> Everyone <laughs> needs one in their life. <laughs> exactly exactly so i i'm curious because i i do think we end up with uh with definitely mark ii loki but we got to remember that the loki in 2012 again like he didn't rebuild his relationship with thor he didn't masquerade as no king. he didn't do all these things he didn't see hella destroy ragnar he doesn't even know he has a sister right so like it's a very different loki i, I think what we discover is though through this episode mm -hmm. um at least through if we're going to take everything that he reacts to in that moment right. since he's alone anyway to heart is while none of those things happen it's clear he wanted all those things to happen right like he wanted to reconcile he wanted right. to be loved by right. his father he wanted to be right. acknowledged all those so things. does he reconcile sooner right or is it one of those things where he sees that and he, it's almost like how Wanda accepted that vision was gone. How Sam accepted mm. that he become Captain America. Does Loki accept that he has to die in order for his brother to become who his brother's supposed to be? In order for his family to become what they're supposed yeah. to be? It's it's a That's fascinating arc. I'm curious to see how it very goes. Very intriguing, yes. Especially when, like you mentioned, there's a there's that whole bit of like at any point he can be reset. So if even like. If we are to believe things work the way they have defined it in this, and he is supposed to be the perpetual loser, then there isn't a triumph coming for Loki. And so that's going to be the thing I think that also like we'll be battling with to see if like he figures out his way through this. Um, we'll just close off very quickly what happens in the rest of the episode. So Mobius now enlists Loki in a mission. Why does he enlist Loki? Who are they looking for? Who's the variant that they're looking for, AC? Another version of him. <laughs> Another version he of Loki. You. That he just says you. Mischievous, <laughs> mischievous scam. And that takes us to Selena, Oklahoma, 1858. We have a team of time... Uh, Minutemen, yeah, time hunters who, uh, entering in to investigate again. Uh, this time they're... They're under the impression that it is like a small time crime. Like something from the lines of someone, like their... That someone went back in Go time uh, to strike oil... And get exactly. rid of it, which honestly, great time crime if that's what it actually was. I mean, really, <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah. it, it was it that. was Biff with the sports almanac. Exactly. Um, so <laughs> we uh, and then we actually find out the reason why the oil is all there is they find a hooded figure in the distance who then drops down a torch and sets them all ablaze, killing everyone there. Cue the credits. 
that ends our episode. Um, I'm going to ask, like, before we go into, like, larger thoughts, I'm going to ask, first, is this other variant another Loki? And did we see them in that, him in that hood over there? Who wants to try to take this question first? Mm. I want to hear from Dalbeam first. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, so I... I think it is Loki. I just, okay. don't, I just don't think it's a male Loki. That's that is Ooh, something that I've heard presented. Lady Loki, yes. I, I think it's Lady Loki. I think that's who it is. Lady Loki, uh, because right. I think I think there's I think what's fascinating about the multiverse in general is that so for example we had a multiverse where the Captain America wasn't Steve Rogers it was Peggy right uh, we now have you know Lady Thor is coming right so like Mighty Thor is coming and 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 Thor Love and Thunder I think Marvel we have a female Iron Man right Riri Williams is Iron Man. I think Marvel's going to start to circumvent a lot of these roles right because that's what they've done in the comics over the last like ten years is just really re invent yeah. a lot of these roles but with lady loki in particular like there was there's this you know and you have loki you have kid loki you have lady loki right like you have king loki mm -hmm. who eventually it became king of asgard right and was able to do what he does i think i think it's lady loki and i think seeing loki have to capture himself i think that's intriguing right it's kind of like looper right with bruce willis and and joseph gordon Levin. right it gives you that mm -hmm. kind of vibe right um and but i also think there's something to be said for loki looking and seeing okay this person from another universe right has come and started to really mess things up right even worse than i did and it reminds him like right. jerome you had said this breaking loki down I think that will break him down too. Like when he met Doctor Strange, he was like, oh, you two-bit sorcerer, I'm a god or whatever. And then he gets mushed away, right? I think- like, I mean, so shout out to him falling over and over again in the TVA <laughs> he also. falling for 30 <laughs> minutes. And so I think, I, think, I, think it's, I think it's Lady Loki. I think it's her. I think that she's the okay. variant that's going around. But I, what, it, what, what we've learned in this episode is that a variant is somebody who messes with time and needs to be reset. I'd love to know what timeline she's right. messing with. That's what I want to know. Also, and, in this case, this is a dangerous variant. Yeah, a not dangerous like variant. Loki, yeah. that right? Right. Like, yeah. And I think AC, one thing. Do we, think, do we have a Lady Loki? No, I mean, I feel like I think Dalvin probably hit the nail on the head there. It most likely is Lady mm -hmm. Loki, but I think the larger point I'll take uh, on this uh, on this whole episode and kind of what's going to happen in this series is basically with what we have coming to Doctor Strange and Spider Man and all this other stuff. Um, it looks like the timeline is going to go through a lot of chaos here and it's going right. to contribute to this multiverse break that allows the um, not only Kang's uh, Kang's coming into this uh, whole MCU situation. I'll tell but you, also, what's up? Um, you you put me in a place just because you've mentioned like both Kang and multiverse over and over again. Like you're yes. basically, you've just been my source of like any kind of information that I find myself like, that is this a pigeon meme where anytime I see something that like, I don't recognize like a person in hood and I'm like, is this a Kang? <laughs> is this a Kang? Is this a multiverse right here? I just, um, Listen man, but, I've been, I've been on this. I remember far from home and I remember right. you would, you were ribbing me for, for for thinking you know though that, that i want i do want to i do want to give myself a nod because i called <laughs> bullshit were, on the chair and you were right though you were right yeah. though i was too thirsty for it at the time but i just love that we're here i'm so it helps like, it was I'm actually just, your thirstiness that convinced me it wasn't that i felt clever enough to figure out the problem i was just like no i know thirst when i see it this is thirst this can't be true 
like like you were the perfect like you're yeah. the perfect target for that exact moment that when you're like this must be it i'm like Ooh. no i, I oh, know my, my boys gosh. being played <laughs> go ahead jake i, I want to ask shiv a question because i feel like we're on the same page here because the idea of a lady loki i figured with some other version of loki whether it literally be tom hiddleston from a different timeline or whatever but if it's a lady loki regular loki is definitely before even before realizing it's lady loki is gonna try to fuck right like 100 percent, right mm. oh mm. oh well because i can't think of anyone he'd be more attracted to than himself he just feels like that type of oh character. totally <laughs> but yeah, i'm just that, i'm that, like thinking accurate. is the mouse gonna give us that I no no okay, no i say trying to fuck to be like a joke like but like he i think he's just gonna flirt yeah, yeah for sure he's yeah, definitely yeah, gonna yeah, no, the, the, no i'm not saying the mouse is gonna give us like anything graphic <laughs> But I mean, like, he's definitely going to see his first reaction is going to be like, oh, you know. I'm, I mean, the mouse would never give us anything graphic. But I, I mean, no. I, I, you know, sometimes they don't even want to, to allude to that idea that that's going to happen. That's true. Because they're just so, um, you know, genitalia doesn't exist. But um, Loki, Lady Loki, Luke, <laughs> Leia, all the same. Tomato, tomato. Yeah, it's, <laughs> we're going to have like uh, that I love you, I know moment, maybe. Um <laughs> It's pretty, it's probably gonna be like a love you, I love me too. That's probably something around the lines yes. of what we're getting with love. Oh, yeah. great stuff! Yeah. Oh, and I yeah. should I should also mention real quickly that like not only we get different versions of Loki, I think there's a good chance we're gonna get different versions of Thor in this too. That would be amazing. Oh, I mean, that's like the craziest thing about this show, just this episode though, right? Like we've talked about what like four different projects that are coming into the future, or even mm-hmm. more than that. Like that's and like just that final scene i'm also like what kind of shovel is that like that shit is cool <laughs> mm. <laughs> well, uh, well sorry uh, i was muted uh what was the point in dr who you were mentioning like specific points in time what was the uh, uh, term that points. you were fixed points fixed points i guarantee you a fixed point in time in mcu is korg 100 korg is korg is internal the korg same is, in every scenario cannot be changed yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, that completes the episode. Uh, we there's just so much to unpack from this. And mm-hmm. to Shiv's point, if you don't think so, the fuck have you been watching? Um, <laughs> I just I'm gonna just go around the room. I know we went through so many different thoughts. Are there any final thoughts leading on to the next thing? Shout out Josta Energy Drink. If no, any old people that know, like the Josta energy drink. <laughs> any old people says the baby face person on the, on, on the pod. Hey, that's just good skincare. I will say, I yeah, will I'll say, as the young routine. person, I didn't recognize it. Right, right. <laughs> no, I will, I will say, and I'll say, you know, I, I said this here, I think I, I will leave you with my, my theory as to, and we can revisit this in I'm five episodes. Some okay. Theories, Okay. Um, I think I think Kang is a I think he's a rogue TVA agent. I think that he okay. is not like I think he is not like the way the, the three-headed monster of the TVA has decided who, who what branches to clip and which ones to allow to happen. Um, and I think that I think that the very I think he wants to and cut off all branches because he needs that mm-hmm. to happen in order for him to become the conqueror. And I think that the minute you let these branches mm-hmm. live, I think it stops his reign. I think that's where we're going. Um, I'm super pumped for Jonathan Majors, man. I think that he is on yeah. a run right now. Yes. Uh, and I think this is going to really vault him. But I think I think lastly, 
the the war that is coming, the secret war. Because also at the mm-hmm. beginning, they say that there's a there's a scroll variant there at the beginning when they're processing Loki. Yes. So like right, there's right. all these things, and I'm telling you, Shiv is spot on. The animation at the beginning tells us, I think, tells us exactly where we're going. Um, and I am super pumped to see, you know, King Thor versus Old Man Thor, or like you know, Hydra Cap versus you hey, know Sam. Or do something. you guys think Frog Thor is going to show up? He might. Oh, he might. Wow. We know Loki that likes to play well might. Frogs. <laughs> Little CGI. That's baby. just me. Uh, just me pulling one of the most obscure comic references I know. <laughs> now, now I'm actually kind of upset. Like in going through all of Loki's life, we didn't get to see the scene where Loki turned into a snake. <laughs> right. But they were, you know, missed right. opportunity. And honestly, that's so yeah. sad because, as you know, Thor loves snakes, and you know, he tried to play with it, and what do you know, Loki's. <laughs> But that's that's my and I'll say it here. Okay. And, and, you know, we'll revisit it in five episodes. But I think that's it. I think that's what I think he's gone rogue with his lady. I think his lady's helping him okay. to identify what because I think Jake's point about the fixed points. I think that's true, right? Like I think the Avengers had to be formed. I think Vision had to be brought to life. I think all those things had to happen. And anything that's deviated from that, I think I, I you know I think I think they're trying to rectify. But I think Kang's mm-hmm. so pissed. I think Kang is so pissed that he goes rogue and he starts to clip branches himself. And I, I think that's what I'm okay. excited to see. I, I don't want the answer to this question. And you all maybe already are discussing the Patreon or can continue doing so. But I really hope, for the sake that it's played by Owen Wilson, that Mobius stays Mobius this whole time. Like, I don't want to twist on Mobius. Um, yeah, also, I that. Wait, that hasn't like- been discussed, but I don't need it. Um, yeah, then, exactly. Like, what is Mobius to you guys? Because like Mobius in the comics to me is like the janitor. He's the person that cleans up all these like timelines yeah. that Marvel made, right? Like fantastic. I think Four, Mobius is a like... future partner to a newly promoted Jimmy Woo is what I'm thinking. I just want them to work together at this point. <laughs> that would be amazing. Wow. I, but I think that Mobius, I want him to stay good because I think that there is often the temptation that like the mo- easiest it's twist so obvious. to do is the guy who seems good and normal is bad. And I think mm-hmm. that if there's no motivation, and like I don't I don't need that, especially because we already know there's gonna be another villain in Kang. And mm-hmm. I think that it actually is I actually like the idea of the TVA. In this context, issues. Mobius going bad is bad for the Loki character. Yeah. And yeah. I, I think that I think that there's actually something valuable about having a even if all of the TVA isn't having people who actually are committed to fixing the timelines, because that adds tension. Mm-hmm. So if it turns out that the one person who's actually who seems like they're trying to fix the timeline doesn't actually, then like that makes it seem like fixing the timelines isn't important. Which obviously, if they're gonna do Secret Wars, it is incredibly important. That's the whole fucking thing. So I think that right. I like the idea of him being consistent, and I don't need him to be evil in order for the character to be interesting. And I think that so many people are like, if a character has some of the same motivations from beginning to end, they're not interesting. It's like most of us, you know, most of us have generally the same motivations all the time. He, I, and- I think, I think everything we got in that first episode, let yeah. Owen stay in his pocket. Yeah. It is perfect. He's in I don't think you could watch that episode and want different from no. him. That was, yeah, yeah. that was just like perfection. Yeah. Right. And if, and if I may, I think too, you had, you had Agnes turn bad. You had Sharon turn yep. bad. You can't have yep. you can't have another show with another supporting character turn bad like that. Just eventually, like you're just not going to trust that. Anybody. That I would not put it past. <laughs> you're eventually, just that that point, like recycle that. Point. Yeah, yeah. I do. I, I will say though, like at, this first episode gave me a little bit more confidence in this team and not only writers but production 
um, to kind of handle this in a way that's not only fun, but makes sense. Okay. Um, are there any other final thoughts on the episode? No. All right. I'm going to leave it with this one question. Um, we'll just say like that anyone can show up like for, but like just, there's no budget involved or anything like that. But since we are dealing with timelines, what MCU existing character that we know of, would you want to see show up in this series in an alternate timeline? Good question. I just thought of it. I just don't. Yeah. And in what's like, we'll, we'll, we can put them in an event too, if you want to do Honestly, that. I'd okay. love to see, I'd love to see a timeline where Hela became queen and she took okay. over the door. I okay. That is, I, like that. I was thinking in the context of who would I want to see because it would be the craziest to get, yeah. get back. Hey, and Blanchett is definitely up there. Mm-hmm. I was That's thinking, up there. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking just you know, how like how big of a flex, I don't know if this is why they consider flex, but I consider the fact that one of the movies they go back to in Endgame is Dark World. There's a huge flex, like, fuck you, we're going back to Dark World. Um, <laughs> like, you think we're going to go back to your favorites? Fuck you. But, like, if somehow, like, it, I think especially if it was played for comedy, I would love if they were, like, bring back Malekith for comedy. Like, to, like, play, <laughs> to play up his irrelevance. I think that would be really great. I, think, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. how busy, I don't know how busy Chris Eccleston is. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that, in actuality, I think that Hell is a great answer. I also think that it would also be great if they got Robert Redford out of retirement again, I don't know what he would have mm-hmm. to do with anything, but um, <laughs> I think the more, I think this with this type of thing, the more obscure, the better though, if it's not going to be. Yeah, yeah probably. I agree. Yeah, yeah. Because I think that it's, you have more, because f- the, the unexpectedness is the fun. Like Thor showing up is actually, wouldn't be that surprising, you know, or Odin no. or no. Frigga, you know. Do you think, but, I feel yeah. like we're going to see Natalie Portman, but that's. Mm. That, yeah, like I can see that. Cause like what Love and Thunder just like wrapped up. Right? Yeah, yeah, so, like, like yeah, totally. Uh, at least okay, that I, that could be flex. and that would be a flex to get Natalie Portman, considering how much she didn't want to do Marvel <laughs> after the Dark World. <laughs> mm-hmm. It would be a flex to get Natalie Portman to reprise a scene from Dark World in this to connect back. Yeah, oh, wow. that would be fantastic. Yeah, I. Um, AC, do you have anyone? Have you thought of anyone in this? Uh, um. I mean, honestly, like the only person that I could really think of is if all of a sudden uh, RDJ shows up and right. for some for some random that reason, makes, yeah, I would think it would have to be important. Tony Stark. And in fact, I actually don't even know if I want him to show up for like a small bit because I think it is very important that he doesn't like mm-hmm. not even for story reasons, but just for him. Like, I don't want it to be a cheesy thing where he just well, shows at up least for it's a lot. Well, it's like I wouldn't mind if he shows up here, but I. This is like just one of those hunch things. Let's mm-hmm. see what happens as we get further into this multiverse stuff. No, and I'm not saying that he will oh, like, oh, show up the again. Largest, I wouldn't yeah, want him to show up. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, it, this was more so of I really couldn't come up with anybody really yeah. at the yeah, yeah, at this course. moment, considering yeah. everything that we're going to see. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we already did kind of get that with Endgame, so to kind of do that again with this would be a bit silly, but it was a fun thought just to be like, well, if all bets Wait, are off. Shiv, did you give an answer? I, I was trying to keep track. I did say Natalie so, Portman, but like... Oh, duh, yeah. right. I, like, you say I wasn't keeping track at all, then is what I was going to say. <laughs> um, <laughs> I wouldn't say Natalie Portman's my dream, but I just feel like in terms of... Because, you know, like... It just how we're wrapping so many things up into this show now and it's obviously totally my possible. personal thing would be korg even though that's not surprising or like <laughs> right, right. Also, I, that wouldn't be shocking if he was down to do it so yeah yeah no i love that um all right uh that covers episode one glorious purpose thank you everyone uh for listening and thank you everyone on this uh call to join and sharing your thoughts uh, around the room let's 
let's do the usual thing. AC, where can they find you? Well, you can follow me on Twitter at Anthony Canton underscore three. Um, I should be having something for Murphy's Multiverse. This this episode inspired me so much to write something. So should be something in the next Back day on your shit. Two. Back on it. Back on it. Um, yeah, something about this whole introspection thing. I had a lot of thoughts on it. So expect that. Murphy'sMultiverse.com. Nice. Dalbine, since you are another Murphy's Multiverse <laughs> mate. Uh, you, you know, and first off, thank you guys for having me back on. I love to kick it with good people who know their stuff. I hate like uh, being on Twitter and then somebody saying, oh my God, we need Magneto should be black. And then I get really upset because I'm like, listen, man, like, I'm not doing that argument today. I'm not doing that argument today. Um, you guys can follow me on Twitter at DA underscore Osario. I too, because this is what happens, right? So Anthony and something jars him, something jars AC's mind, and then he starts to get the itch to write. And then I'm on the same wavelength as him, but I take it for something else. And then I get the itch to write. So I too will also have something coming soon for Bur- uh, Murphy's multiverse. We're working on like a chess board. Is that, the, is that, is that Dominican nice. blood, bro? Yeah, like, it is, it's just is. like, it's just <laughs> the, the, the symmetry is there, man. Exactly. <laughs> and you can also find me on Twitter checking all the crazies that come for Shiv because we don't play that around here. Right, <laughs> right, right. right. Um, yeah, and also anyone who's listened to the full episode, if you can go back and run through Dalvin's like various theories and kind of like give us a graphical web of everything that possibly could be happening at this point, uh, that would be much appreciated. Um, and the person that Dalbin has sworn to protect, Shiv, where can they find you and not harm you? <laughs> um, I th- I feel like I can stand my own. My name is Shiv, but I know um, you can. Yes. <laughs> but you can find me on all socials at um, at Shivani Vanfall. Um, you can find me the most on Twitter complaining about the pacing of TV shows, especially right now, Sweet Tooth. <laughs> um, but, oh yeah. <laughs> It might be a future episode on the Patreon. Oh, yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> but, um, and, you know, commenting on Daddy is soon to come. Yes. Uh, yes. I love that teaser. And Jake? You can follow me on Twitter at Jake Christie. Listen to the other podcast I do where I talk about the USA Network original series Monk with my friend Andre Brera called No Funk and Strictly Monkin. Um, and just keep, you know, listening to the show. And uh, yeah, I'm on Twitter almost never engaging with the MCU. The only people I follow who talk about the MCU are basically in this chat. Um, I just have no time for it. Uh, and, uh, but... <laughs> I do appreciate thing is I the you follow especially uh Delbin and AZ following you guys I get a good range of what the people are saying without having to actually deal with idiocy yes myself yes. it's it's like super I, I, you curate you curate the theories <laughs> and then Delbin yeah, especially because yeah. AC doesn't really in, engage with the idiocy but then you give me the good yeah. idiocy where it's like okay this is what the idiots are saying if, if I needed a tweet tech of what to avoid I just need to like just pop up the time timeline and just roll through that way that's yeah, perfect yeah. Um, you can find me at Black Dragon Roll. Also, uh, you can find this podcast at MC University Pod, and definitely follow us on for the Patreon. Uh, yes. Again, appreciate all the support so far, and if you're loving this, uh, definitely do that the too. Spider-Man also, po- uh, I listened back to it, the Spider Man Pod we recorded that's going up on Monday is fucking great. Like it's like it's fantastic. like two hours. It's, so it's the length of the movie. It's two hours and one minute long. Just to put this in perspective. <laughs> We have had a lot of fun in the last three years talking. Yeah. This was mm-hmm. one of those times oh where I cut loose. Everybody kind of yeah. cut loose. We have fun just going off the rails. Oh. Um, we haven't even incorporated kind of alcohol into the equation yet, which is like what Patreon we're going to do very soon. Absolutely. It's like, so it, I'll say this. Yeah. 
take yeah. a guess how many minutes you think we'll be discussing Hero by Chad Crozer featuring Josie Scott. You're guessing under. You're, you know, you're under anyway but yeah check that yeah. out i'm really excited about we, we went on as many tangents about that as dalvin did in terms of like theorizing what would happen in a multiverse yeah, yeah. so yeah. um yeah and final note if anyone has a direct line to michael pena can we get him to do a luis monologue uh doing the whole timekeeper story that'd be great oh wonderful. thank you for listening you Perfect. have a good one <laughs>